back in episode 71, we looked at creating nested forms with a gem called Cocoon. However, in episode 178, where we took a deeper dive into Webpacker to see how it's going to be used in Rails 6, and a lot of the ins and outs that you need to know about how JavaScript will be consumed in a Rails application, we saw how we could get Cocoon to work within that environment, however, it's just not as seamless as it used to be. So in this episode, we're going to look at creating nets of forms from scratch using a Rails 6 application, but this could also be applicable to a Rails 5. And we're going to be using Stimulus.js, which are several episodes covering that specifically, so I'm not going to go too much into its setup. And from there, we would then create our nested forms. So we'll follow the previous example from episode 71, where we're going to have a task list, and then we're going to have several tasks. So I'll generate a scaffold for a to-do list, and I'll just have one attribute, and it will be called name. I'll then generate a model, and we'll call this the task. And we'll have a to-do list, and we'll set this attribute to a belongs to. And this will create a to-do list ID attribute, as well as an index. And then we'll have a description of the task. And we could have a done attribute to mark a task as finished or not. However, that's gonna be rather trivial to add into this application, simply because the focus is going to be adding in the nested forms. So being able to add in new tasks on an existing list. And so once we have the models created, we'll go ahead and migrate our database. And so to get started, we'll go into our to-do list model, and then we'll add in a few things. We'll first create the association for the has many tasks, and we'll go ahead and call a dependent, and then destroy. So whenever we delete a to-do list, it'll also delete all the associated tasks. And then we can create the accepts nested attributes for, and then our tasks, and we want tasks to be destroyable, so we'll have an allow destroy, and we'll set this to true. Then we can have a rejective, and this rejective is going to be a proc. And so essentially what we want to do is to say that if the attribute, and the attribute that we're going to look at is the description, and if this is blank, then we want to disregard that record. And then over in the tasks, because we generated our model with the to-do list as it belongs to, it automatically added this in here for us. And then in the controller of our to-do lists, we need to come down into the to-do list parameters and we need to allow additional parameters. So we're going to have the tasks attributes and we're gonna pass an array here. So the first item, we want to allow the record to be destroyed, and that can be signified with a underscore destroy. We then pass in an ID, then also the description. And on the backend server side of things, that's really all we have to do. We still need to handle the frontend side of things, but so far on the server side of things, this is a pretty standard setup. And so now in our terminal, we can go ahead and do a yarn add, and then we can add in the stimulus package. And once that's finished, under our app, JavaScript, we can go into our packs and in the application JS. So in previous episodes, I've already covered the JavaScript side of how to set up stimulus. So I'm just going to paste that in here. And essentially what that's doing is that we are importing the application from the stimulus package. 
We're then bringing in the definitions from context from the Webpack helpers. We are starting the stimulus application. And the important bit is now we are going to load from the JavaScript's controllers folder any of the JavaScript files. And then we have the application load, and that takes in the definitions from context, and then the context. And the context is all of these stimulus controllers that we're going to create. And so under the JavaScript folder, I'll create another folder, and I'll call this the controllers. And then we can create our controller. So the cocoon gem and its whole purpose was to create nested forms. And so we'll just create a controller called the nested form controller, and it'll be a JavaScript file. And again, I'll go ahead and paste in the boilerplate code for a stimulus controller. And from here, we can then go ahead and start building out the nested form component. And so within the form for our to-do lists, I'll create a heading, and this heading is going to be our tasks. And within here, we can create another div. And this is where we can create our data controller. And then we'll need to reference the nested-form because that's essentially what we named our stimulus controller. And notice that even though we had an underscore on the nested form, we have a dash when we actually reference it. And so part of when we create our nested form, we had to have a template or a dummy code of the record that we're going to insert whenever we add a new task. And to do that, we have to have that already rendered on. And because stimulus is going to manipulate existing elements or DOM elements on the page, we need to go ahead and create this template. And within HTML5, there is a template tag that we are able to use. And the nature of this template tag is that it'll hold HTML code without displaying it. So this can be perfect for our situation. And so we can create our template element, and we're gonna have a data target on here. And the data target is going to reference to our nested form, and then we can call it dot, and then generate some kind of attribute. And because this is a template, I'll just go ahead and put a template on there. And so within this template, we want to put in whatever the new thing is that we're going to add in. And because we're working within a form here, we can do a form.fields4, it's going to be for our tasks. And for the next parameter, if we do a task.new, then that's going to generate a new task. But then we need to pass in some kind of index for this task. Because our stimulus controller is going to use this template, and then it's going to update the index for this record, so we can be adding in multiple records at the same time. And with Rails, we're given a child underscore index, which we can accomplish this with. So we just need some bit of dummy code that we're gonna be able to then reference on the JavaScript side. And I'm just gonna call this the template underscore record. I'm gonna make it all caps. And this should be a pretty safe bet that we're not going to conflict with another index. And then we can go ahead and create our block for the task. And so we're just going to render out a task underscore fields. Then on the form, we're just going to pass in the task. So within our to-do lists, we're going to have to create another file. And this is going to be the underscore task underscore fields. And within this partial, we'll actually put in the place where we're going to then take our task description. Because essentially, 
because essentially this template is just for creating a new record. However, we want to also display all the existing records. We can simply do that by just copying the above code and pasting it down here again, except this time we're not going to need a task new and we're also not going to need the child index. And so now we can go ahead and create a div and I'm just going to add the form group class just so we're matching the rest of the styling of the application. And within here, we can have the form.hidden field and we can allow the underscore destroy. And this is going to be for being able to destroy a record. We then have another form item and this is just going to be our text field for our description. If we wanted to add some other stuff like a placeholder, and then we can also add a class. And the class, just to match the rest of the application, I'm just going to have a form control. We can then create a remove link, and this remove link is just going to be a display link. So we'll have a link to, and then we'll call the remove. And we don't actually want this pointing anywhere because we're going to have a data attribute, which is an action that we're going to then tie to our nested form stimulus controller. And for a link, it's going to listen on the click method, or we could always type this in manually, but it's not really necessary for links, similar for buttons as well. We're gonna have this pointed over to our nested form, and then we need to have some kind of action. So if you remember with stimulus, a dot would represent some kind of attribute. However, a pound, would represent some kind of function. And for the function, we're essentially, with our nested forms, adding associations and removing associations. So we'll just use the name remove association. So then we need to add a link to then be able to add a task. So we'll just wrap it in a div, and we're gonna have a data target. And again, we're going to reference the nested form, and we'll just call this the add underscore task. And similar for the remove association link, we're not going to actually have this one point to anything, but we're going to give it the name add task, and we'll pass in a data attribute, and we'll call it the action again. And within the action, it's going to point to the nested form. And this time, the function we want to call is the add association. So the first thing in our stimulus controller, we're going to go ahead and create a static target. And we have two targets that we created. We had our add task, and then we also had the template. We'll have our two functions. We have the add association, and we can pass in our event. We also have our remove association. And again, we'll take in the event. So the most important thing here is that on both the add and remove association, when they click on the link, we don't actually want that link to be clickable. And so we can take our event and then we can do a prevent default. And this will make sure that once we click the link, then nothing's going to happen. So when we add an association, we can get our content and it's going to be equal to this dot template target. That's an object created by stimulus because we have a target and the target that we have is called template. So that template target gets written out as a camel case like this. We then get the inner HTML of that template. So that's just going to be the form rendering. And then we can replace that child index. 
So if you remember, we call the child index the template underscore record, and then we can replace it with a random number, and we could use a date timestamp, or we can do a math.floor to get a whole number, and then a math.random, which is going to generate a random number. However, that random number is going to be a long decimal place, so we can multiply that by 20 to get a large random number, and then floor to just make it a whole number. And again, this is when we are adding the association or clicking that add task link. Once a link is clicked, we can get our add item target, and then we can insert that content. So to do this, we'll do an insert adjacent HTML, and the position that we want to insert it in is the before begin. So this will go above the link, and then we can simply just pass in the content. And so to remove the association, it's going to be a little bit trickier because within this partial, we have our form group, which we could use. However, the main problem is that we want to make this generic enough so that it can be used wherever within our application. And sometimes you may not have a form group as your outer element. So to do this, we can simply just create another one and we can make this a bit more specific with the nested and we can call this our nested form or nested fields, as that would be a bit more applicable to what we're dealing with. And so now with this nested fields, we're gonna then be able to reference that. So we can let an item equal to the event.target, we can find the closest, and then we can paste in our nested fields. And so with this item, we then want to set that underscore destroy to a value of one. So we can do a query selector, and we want to find the input, which has a name, equal to the underscore destroy. And once we find that, we can set the value equal to one. And once it's hidden, we can go ahead and change the style, and we would just want to set the display equal to none, which is essentially going to hide it. Oh, and to correct a few errors here, I misspelled association. So I need an I in there. And then the add item is actually supposed to be add task. And again, this remove association was misspelled as well. However, once we get this all done, we can go ahead and start our Rails server. And if we go to create a new to-do list, you can see that we can start adding in tasks. And with each task that we add in, we get a remove link. So if we put in some tasks, and so if we remove one of our links, we now just have our one and three. We can create our to-do list. We don't have anything displayed here. However, if we go back and edit them, you can see that we have our one and three, and then we can add more tasks, four, and I'll remove number three. And if we update this and edit again, we now have just the tasks one and four. And so the nice thing about what we have done here is that it's going to be really easy to add this in in other areas of our application if we need nested forms. And if you have situations where you have multiple nested forms within the same page, then we're going to be able to handle that fairly easily as well. And so for this particular controller, I would call this complete because I don't want to put any kind of logic within here that's going to be specific to the tasks, and even on the add task, I would actually go through the application and rename this to add item, simply because I want this to be generic. 
And so that way, maybe if I'm working on something else, like a job description, and that job description has many different responsibilities that you can add in, that way we're going to stay pretty generic. And so I would come back down into the template, and within this add task, I would just change it to add item. And so if I needed to do something extra within this particular nested form, maybe for the task, you had a checkbox that was a completed or incompleted status, then I would actually create a different stimulus controller. And that's one of the nice things about stimulus is that you're able to nest in different controllers within another controller. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.